Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, it's the Jason Manford Show on Absolute Radio. I hope you're very well this Sunday morning. Steve Edge is here. Morning, morning, yes. Morning. Let's go. Woo! Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, hello. Yeah, oh, we've got a lot of energy. Sorry, I'm trying to speak to Steve Edge. Oh, sorry, I've just had a lemon barley water. It sent me over the edge. It's too early. <laughs> you got a sugar rush. Mmm. Oh, he's taking another sip there, could he? Yes, come on, let's go. Let's do this. Well, I've turned the aircon off for the sound, so I need to hydrate another oh, way. Oh, of course. Yes, of course. So you're in uh, Gozo. Back in the goes. Yeah. Back in the ghoster. I'm in uh, Injar. Are filming there? I'm filming. Well, I could probably say, because it's the second half of the series of Madame Blanc Series 3 that we started earlier in the year. Oh, we yeah. came home to avoid the extreme heat and then arrived oh, yeah. back last week in the middle of the extreme heat. <laughs> oh, but, lovely. Um, it'll get, you know, what we're here to... Is it? It's, it's, it's not too bad. It's about 30, I think. It's not, it's not mental yet. But um, we're here to... Like, a, bar- a balmy 30? A balmy 30, you know. Nice. Humid yeah, nice. sometimes at night. Yeah. What does it feel like though? That's what. That's the real temperature, isn't it? What? What's Dave? You mean Dave the bloke who's standing yeah, what's next Dave, to the bloke with the thermometer? What's feel like Dave? Feels yeah, what's feel like, like Dave? Say it is. Do you know what he feels like? Thirty six, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Well, says thirty on the thermometer, Dave. I know, I know, I know. It just feels it like thirty six. Well, I won't put that on the app. I won't put that on the app though. No, no, put no, it on there. I think there put should be a separate there. section. But it feels like. Feels like. Because all well and good, to, what it yeah, is. I know, Dave, 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 feel like? Dave, Dave, take your jacket off. Take your jacket off first. <laughs> <laughs> There's no need to wear a parka. You're dressed like Liam Gallagher, mate. Just take that off Dave. and we'll see what the temperature's like. Dave's, I feel like Dave is, the, is in the corner of the Met office uh, having a cup yeah. of tea to cool him down. Yeah, he's that guy. He's, one of those he's got fellas. one of those. He's one of those guys. Sort of seventies. Cup of tea to cool you down. Seventies parka with zips all the way up, so it's just a just a furry hole with his eyes poking through, <laughs> like Kenny at South Park. <laughs> feels like, feels like. Well, I'm in uh, in that there London. What's it like there? Um, What's the temperature like there? What's the weather been I'd like say, last couple of weeks? Because I've been away. What's do you know what? It's actually, do you know what? It's actually been all right. Good. If I'm honest. Good. Spent, spent, there was one night of like. Torrential rain. Mm, um, I heard about that. It was crazy. Oh, it was crazy, crazy. Like you know, when because obviously what the weather had done that day was tricked everybody into dressing for the summer. Mm. I'm putting your went, putting your patio ah, furniture outside. Put your that, we'll put that yeah. furniture outside now because it'll get wet. But it's all right now. I think it's going to be. I think we've broken through now. It's going to be lovely and warm. No, that's what it felt like. Um, and uh, yeah, and then it just ended up just horrendous. Like it was, but it's like all right biblical. now. Well, I say biblical. that, but I've just looked at was the, it biblical? biblical, like locusts and stuff. Yeah. There was locusts. There was uh, four guys just riding horses. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Death, um, pestilence. Well, it's one of the other fella. <laughs> the other fella and a drought. He was not there. Yeah, he's having. He was having. Which a horseman are you? Sorry, um, deaf. Not deaf. Not deaf. <laughs> You thought one of the horsemen was deaf. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, today, uh, interestingly, it's 24 degrees, Steve. Uh, That's all right, isn't it? On, on mm. the app, yeah. But. Um, but uh, what does Dave think? But with a... S- <laughs> Dave says 24 as well. He agrees with, oh, okay. the, with, the, with the consensus. He's not in today, is he, Dave? <laughs> Dave's day off. 
Um, but a 70% chance of rain. So that, that's oh, good, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, you never know when it's going to come. And is it going to be a heavy rain or is it going to be just half an hour? Who knows? You know, who knows? Just don't Dave know. doesn't. Don't know. Don't know. Not sure how to dress for uh, 70% chance of rain and 24 degrees because those two weathers are the opposite weather. Just get one of those so. sun hats that's actually got an umbrella on the top. You know what I mean? That's, that's the way it goes, isn't it? Perfect. That's what I'll do. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. So you've had a bit of time off with the family over in Gozo, Steve. Yes, they've been here for nine days, I think. We've had, I've just packed them off this morning before we start filming. More um, exhausting than the nine weeks filming you're going to, about to do, I mean, I imagine. you know, a holiday with a family is not, it's not holidays, it's just waking up in a different holiday. country, yes. hotter. And yeah. you've got to try and fill the day. I mean, we've, mm-hmm. we got the fast ferry over to, to Valletta, they're the capital of Malta, and we, we got these, th- I think it was called Rolling Geeks, it was like a history tour, and you got a little sort of golf right. buggy. Four of us in there, yeah. me and my seven-year-old, wife on the back, old, holding the 11-month-old, the which when you're in traffic, that looks bad. She's like, I'm getting judged here. Yeah, suddenly. I'm getting judged, you know. Yeah. But, and it's an electric car. <laughs> and you're just driving around the three cities, right. which are opposite Valletta. It's beautiful. It was very hot, and mm. there's no shade. The, the seat itself, we got out at 1.6. I couldn't get back in. The seat was so hot. It was too hot. Like black leather. Oh. I couldn't sit on it. Could not sit on it. <laughs> then I went kayaking. You'd recommend it? I'd recommend Rolling Geeks, yeah. I, 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 I don't think it was that expensive. Right. It was, enjoyed it. You get a little um, iPad in the car, and it's got like a GPS on it. It tells oh, you where right. to go. And then there's a voice going, on your left, you will see this. And it tells you, oh. you know, all the things that you're meant to be viewing. So they've got rid of the awkwardness of a tour guide. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's easier. And oh, you can change the language. And it, yeah, and there's a map. It was good. It was nice. It was, it was, very, it was different. I enjoyed that. Then the other day we went kayaking, me, my seven-year-old, and Robin Asquith, who oh. lives in Schlendy Bay. Which of course is, he did. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, he's, he knows everybody, doesn't he? And he's a sort of, he's of a nautical fella. He, he sails a lot. Mm. He's just come back from Sardinia. Confessions of a kayaker. Confessions of a kayaker, yeah. And he said, yeah. um, look, and he, he showed us this beautiful, we went out and he went round. There's this little cave you go through and the water was like, it was like metallic blue. Beautiful, the way the sun was bouncing oh, off it. He yeah. called it... He said, this is called the cave of instant success. So whatever you wish for happens. Instant brutal success, oh. he called it. Whatever you wish for when you come out wow. the other side will have happened straight away. <laughs> wow. Really fast. Yeah, I know. Um, Hal said he wanted to go on the Titanic. Um, so that was weird. Okay. But, uh, that was yeah. weird, yeah. But it was nice. And then uh, as we yeah. were coming back in, the wind sort of picked up and we were getting blown out to sea a bit. And I had to sort of power down. We were in the two manor, me and, me and Hal. Did you think Hal's dream was, like, wish was coming true? I thought, well, if it kept trying to crash into Robin, and Robin, you know, he's, 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 he's of an age, he's like, he don't play, and he, didn't, he never had kids, so he doesn't really play yeah. crashing games. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? And Hal's just going to Tintin. Robin's got all the old, he loved Tintin when he was a kid, and he's got all the old 1950s ones. And he's like, give me a look. And he's like, no, you can't touch these. You can't touch these. These are really, really old. And he's just fingering all the pages. <laughs> he's had them since he was four or something. He learnt French reading them. Oh, but yeah, we're coming back to the, the, the Schlendy Bay, and the wind sort of picked up. And I thought, I'm going to have to power down mm. here just to get us back to safety. And I thought, I'm going to have to leave Asquith. Um, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's, fit, he's a fit man. It. He'll be all right. Yeah, but I'm, it's, if it's a yeah, choice yeah. between letting Robin Asquith die or me and my son perishing, 
Yeah, he's had a lovely life. Confessions, he's, he's, he's going down. So I just, yeah, I just yeah. powered back to the thing, and I, I look back occasionally. He was fine. He's, he's very fit, so he got in. And, and did you, did you share that with him? That information? No, I think I, I could. You're on your own, Asquith. When I, every time I look back, there was, a, there wasn't a look mm. of, Are "You all right, mate?" It was a look of, "He's still here." <laughs> it was more, it was more that. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was, he was old on, you know. But he, he was very good. He's, he's fit, yeah. so it's fine. But I, my look back wasn't out of concern. My look back was, yes, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm, so, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm saving me and my son. I think that's yeah. fair enough. That's fair enough. I think that's. Fair and what did you, yeah. um, what did you, did you make a wish while you were in the uh, cave? Yeah, you're not allowed to say what you wish for in the cave of, of instant brutal success. You're why not allowed is, to say why what is, you wish why for. is that? Where's that? Where's that rule come from? Um, I don't know. It's, it's just a nice idea that when you, you know, whatever you wish for, say you want to be king for the day, if you swim through it when you come to the other day, you've got a crown on. And a, it's just a nice <laughs> idea. And, <laughs> and did anything happen to you? Was anything brutally? No, no, Robin. Okay. No, Robin didn't meet the fourth wife, uh, but we'd, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early to say. Well, it's not really because it's instant brutal. <laughs> Well, that's what I mean. If it didn't happen, then you can tell no. us. <laughs> I was hoping we'd go through the tunnel and we'd be at his wedding reception. <laughs> That'd be incredible, wouldn't it? That be, would be instant and brutal. Mm, exactly. That's what the cave is for. Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. They've done it again, Steve. They've done what? They've done it again. They've done a study... Of the world's sexiest accents. The world's this time, not just Britain's. The world's this, world. this time. Yeah. Okay. Mm. They do it do a lot, I have to don't guess? they? they do, it, it's, it, it, it's almost it, like they try and get people to argue about accents. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, it, and we'll be low down in the... I mean, we've got many accents, mm. but if, we'll be just there as Britain, mm. will we? Or England or something? Um, no, actually, they have specified. Um, okay. I've got to say, there's one of these... Uh, in the top eight that I'm not sure about, if not When two. you say specified, do you mean they've specified like England, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, or have they No, no, like... Geordie. For like a town. <laughs> yeah, oh. pretty much. So there's somebody in like, when, where this is going on in Geneva, where they're doing, putting this list together, there's somebody who's gone, yeah. oh, the Lincoln accent is a beautiful accent. Yeah. What's, what's <laughs> going on here? Yeah. Genaria's okay. not in there, unfortunately. Genaria's not in there? It's not made the cut. It's a shame, because that is, a, that is one of my favourite accents. It's trustworthy, it's, it's welcoming, it's, it's warm, beautiful accent. sexy. I know. I yeah. Agree. Uh, top eight most attractive accents, and there's a top eight least attractive accents. Okay. Do you want the top eight or the least, uh, or the, the bottom eight? Let's go bottom eight. Let's bottom eight, eight. okay. Yeah. Bottom eight, New York. Oh, really? That's unusual, I'm isn't it? I'm at that. I really? guess if you're thinking, hey, I'm, I'm driving here. I guess if you're thinking yeah. about that New York. Oh, that's just an angry bloke yeah. who's driving. That's a taxi driver, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Boston. Uh, this okay. is uh, That's in America as well, rather than Lincolnshire. Yeah. yeah. American Midwest. Oh, those Americans are very low um, on this, aren't they? Who's they're really getting it in the neck here. I mean, it's the, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Well, Russian does not make the list either, to be fair. Okay. Yeah. Um, Canadian. Okay, because it sounds uh, like American. America. <laughs> Because it sounds a bit like America. And they think they're French. Um, American Southern. That's wow. the whole of America, basically. Wow, that's, yeah, that's it. yeah. They've picked in up the a few states five. and then they've gone, and all the bottom bit. <laughs> uh, and then Spanish. Spanish. 
Oh, I Spanish. like Spanish. I I'd like Spanish. Spanish. What's wrong with Spanish? Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, mm. German. Mm, I can see that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> we can all see that. Yeah. Um, and then out of nowhere, Yorkshire. <laughs> In that list, all of America. <laughs> then one bloke. All Guys, of America. I just, wanna, I just wanted, I went to England once, of the place, Yorkshire. I did not like that. <laughs> you can't not. How can you not like Sean Bean? You know what it's I mean? Yeah, that's, I know. Well, there that's you go. wrong. Is that just so? There's all these. There's, there's somebody from <laughs> least the northern part of America, but not you know northern enough that it's Canada. Yeah, like California. He's, gone, he's I, from California. He's come from California. He's gone. I ate all the southern states. I ate New York. I ate Boston. I ate Canada. And then one bloke's from Lancashire's gone. And Yorkshire. And they've gone what? And he's gone Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> where are you from? Lancashire. Lancashire, born and bred. I don't know where it is, mate. Oh, that's so funny. that's interesting, isn't it? So that's the bottom eight. That's the bottom eight. Mm, okay. Top eight accents. Okay. Lancashire. No? Eight most attractive accents. <laughs> no, but listen to this. Right. Let Let's see if we can guess where the scientists are from. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Top eight. Australian. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see that. Being yeah, I can top see that. Yeah. It's a, it's a It's a happy accent, isn't it? It's positive. Yeah. Yeah. Scottish. Okay. Uh, I mean, again, again, has to be specific, doesn't it? Yeah, there's different levels of Scottish accents, isn't there? Yeah, because it's like, there's that one, and then there's yeah. like, oh, hello, welcome well, to the end. Yeah, exactly, it's Mrs. Doubtfire. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, London, again, London has, could be, hello, how are you? It could be, all right, mate, how's your guy? Yeah, yeah, okay. Again, lots Broad. of different accents. Irish. Yeah. Doesn't say again, pretty broad, isn't Northern. it? Yeah, it could be two different accents. Doesn't say well, Cork or Dublin, yeah. yeah. Um, French, okay. I don't know about that. Not Do sure you? about that. Not sure about no, that. I, I think it's too, I think it's too, I too obvious. It's like somebody's done this in the you know 1920s, you know. Yeah, I'm from sure like that a, the French like accents from... are nice. You know what I mean? Uh, Italian, I can see that. I can see that, yeah. I can see, see that, that, but then not at the no. same time to say that Spanish is bottom eight. I can't see that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Italian and Spanish, they're not worlds away, are they? Well, that's Not if you can't speak it, so it's very similar, doesn't it? Maltese, I think exactly. Maltese should be, in the, should be in the bottom bit. I don't mean that in a bad <laughs> way, but they, there's a volume level with Maltese people. It's louder. Mm. When the makeup girls are doing their makeup, they'll be chatting normal. Yes, we do this with the makeup. And then the phone will ring. And then they just start shouting. I go, oh, God, what's that about? Are you having a row? And she's like, no, I was telling her hair was nice. It's a different volume, Maltese. <laughs> it's, it sounds like they're arguing. It's weird. But, it's, you know, pleasant. Don't know any of the words. Welsh makes, Welsh makes uh, the top eight. Does it? It's yeah. unusual. It's unusual, weird. This, again, where, where are these people from? This is weird. Mate. You've not even got, I've not even got to number eight in the top most attractive okay. accents in the world yet. Okay. In the world. All right. Out of nowhere. Bearing yeah. in mind in the least attractive New York, Boston, American Midwest, yeah. Spanish, German, Yorkshire. Yeah. Top eight. Australia, mm. Scottish, London, Irish, mm. French, Italian, Welsh, and Brummy. Really? <laughs> in the He's top eight. He's done this list. Mate. I don't even... It's not even, even in make... the top eight in the UK. It's in. It's at the top of the worst. That's whatever. It's usually voted. It's always 
it's always it's that lot or, or the scouts. And this it? is no disrespect. I mean, you're, no, you're not I'm, far away I'm from not, that yourself. I'm not, yeah, I'm far enough away to, to distance myself, but I'm not far enough away. <laughs> I'm far enough away to, if anything bad happens to them, I go, ha, but like, you know, <laughs> it would, um, I'm just far enough away to, to be able to do yeah. that. Brummy! Well. Uroid, love. Uroid. I can't really do it. It's not one, yeah. of, my, not one of my strong no. points, the Brummie accent. But how do you do Brummie? How do you do a sexy Brummie accent? How would you chat somebody up in a Brummie accent, Steve? Uroid, love. <laughs> I don't why know. Is, why is it so up. low? <laughs> I don't know. Because. He doesn't sound happy to be there. What about a nice, the, like, yeah. classic chat line? Well, give me a. Accent. I can't think of a. You know, I'm, you know what, like, like, um, did you fall out of heaven and. and uh, all right. You know, all right, love. <laughs> did you. Uh, did you hurt yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no. When you when you fell out of heaven, did you hurt yourself? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> I think that's how it'd go. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. I don't know who's put that list together. It doesn't say. But I love it, though. I, I absolutely I, love I this love list. It. You, you could spend World all day and you'd sexist. never guess. You'd never guess. You'd never guess. Just one of those beautiful accents, you know, like the French or the Italians or the Brummies or the... Sorry, what did you say? <laughs> 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 Not one of those horrible accents like all of the South of America. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. Well, there you go. So, well, let, let us know what you think. Jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. Send us an email about it. Questions for Steve. 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 I, I, I hate it, and then the last bit makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, I hate, like, I hate the whole jingle. <laughs> no, but then the last dem, bit makes me laugh. A dem threw that together from literally nothing. We, we gave him nothing that. and he built that. It's like we just Easy. threw a, like a, like a, opened a jigsaw and went, fix that, and just threw it at him and he came back with that. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many listeners we're losing that when that, that's being played. I think, we, um, I think people well, are about to turn it off, like you said, and then the question's for Steve, and then leave it. I think that, <laughs> All right, I'll give them I think that saves them. <laughs> okay. Hi, Jason and Steve. So me and my husband, Aidan, this is from uh, Honey O'Connor. Sounds like a Ooh, Honey O'Connor. Yeah. Honey O'Connor. Uh, so me and my husband, Aidan, uh, were having a slightly intoxicated conversation when he mm. said, when he was younger, he used to have Weetabix with butter and jam. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, I'm from a fairly rough estate before. in Oldham. Yeah. Says, this is more of a northeastern thing, I think, isn't it? Oh, is it? Okay. I think I've She's heard from this Oldham. before. Yeah. Where's he from? And grew up. He grew up on the estate next to mine uh, and was considered slightly posher. Uh, oh, this is, does sound quite posh, actually. <laughs> yeah. She says, I've had tomato ketchup butties and other poor combinations, but never heard of Weetabix with butter and jam. So my question to you is, have mm. you ever had this? And what weird combinations have you had? Well, I've never that had it. weird, that. I have heard it with butter, but never with jam. So that's the posh bit. That's the sh- what bit that shows he's quite posh because he's putting jam on it as well. I've heard it just buttered. Think... Just buttered, like a buttered... A buttered Bix. Mm. I'm not sure mm. about it. I'd love to hear from the... I mean, I've just actually Googled the... and it, I'm looking at lots of pictures yeah. of... Um, of, of Weetabix with butter and jam. I just feel like there's too much Weetabix to, yeah, yeah. Um, 
like you know yeah. what I mean, like the, the the level of Weetabix to to even just to to get over the dry dryness of it. It's a, it. There's a dryness in Weetabix. You know, like people do that sort of cream cracker challenge thing when you you know you can't eat no, more than Weetabix two in different. a minute or whatever. That would be yeah. harder, I think, because I think you'd get a lot of dust. You know, stuff yeah. would be flying out. It'd get, get into your back of your throat, up your nose. I think that would be. It's almost, almost sounds like a some sort of medieval torch thing, making somebody eat the weight of it. Yeah. But maybe that's why they um, put butter on it. Apparently, uh, Michael uh, Chakraverti, uh, Bake Off star, yeah. um, he he has um, beans. Um, beans and bits. Yeah, so like, like almost like beans on toast, but I don't see how um, that would work. Because you know what, Weetabix is like. You put a fork or a spoon through a Weetabix, it will shatter into a million pieces. Shatter. You can't even get it out of the packet without debris going everywhere. That's why the packet's made out of paper. Because you, because even then you have yeah. to tear it and try and. But there's bits flying off. I don't know. Where do you stand on well, the Weetabix? What do you? What, what's your what, opinion? What is a breakfast? Yeah. Well, my daughter smashes four Weetabix of a morning. Just milk? Just cold milk. milk? Warm milk? Just milk. Cold milk. Yeah. Cold milk, bit of honey. Yeah. Mm. So we, we, are a, we are very much a Weetabix family, but it's not my go-to. No. But, I, but wanna... I'm also never disappointed after a bowl of it. So yeah. I don't make of that what you will, Steve. Uh, yeah. Well, my 11-year-old's left this morning. He smashes one every morning. and 11-month-old, mm. sorry. And I'm going to... Uh, yeah. There's about four left. I might have that in a minute. I might put some butter on it. I'm not yeah. got any jam. Yeah, well, it's, you've not got a sweet tooth anyway, have you? But they, no. I tell you what, they have started doing Weetabix. They've started messing about. Have they? Oh, Steve, there's all sorts now. There's chocolate. You can get protein Weetabix, you know, chocolate Weetabix. There's all sorts of different ones. Although the mini Weetabix with the, with the chocolate chips are quite nice. Are they? Okay. Um, yeah, but it feels quite healthy, Weetabix, because it's just wheat, isn't it? Whereas if you start throwing stuff in, that's its that's its selling point, isn't it? That's its USP. Mm. That it's it's just a block of wheat. That's you know transportable. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Mm. Whether that's whether that is healthy or not, I don't know. I don't know what the. I presume it is. Mm. We're told it, it is. We? Yeah, so. we're told it is. Yeah. But yeah, it's gold golden syrup flavor, fruit and nut oh. flavor, hazelnut melt flavor. Banana, Weetabix banana flavour. Mm. Golden syrup is just awesome. a sort of, you know, it's just, it's just sugar. It feels like it's just sugar in it, really, just, but yeah. it sounds it better. It sounds you know? better, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, no, no, that's golden yeah. syrup. Mm. Well, there you go. Okay. Do, I feel oh, like we've done a go. good advert for Weetabix this morning. <laughs> no, we're we not sent some Weetabix by the next week. I'll be very surprised. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Good morning, it's the Jason Bamford Show on Absolute Radio. Steve Edge is here. Hello. He's over in Gozo. Gozo. I'm in lovely London, uh, still in the last in the last week, Steve, of The Wizard of Oz. Oh, retiring the lion at the end of this week. Yeah, one more week of lion in. Lion's retiring. Going to hang my tail up after... Yeah. Uh, the lion sleeps tonight. Weeks. That's that's the, the when you finish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to get a Wimberway into the show and I can't can't fit it in. No. Um just doesn't because I, I do I say I, the lion sleeps tonight in the poppy scene, but I can't he, I want to go a Wimberway. <laughs> I just can't 
I just know I'll throw everybody, so I've I've, I've not done it because I'm I'm a professional, Steve. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's me. You know what I mean? That's me. But that's us. I'll, I'll miss it to be honest. It's been a lovely. Uh, it's been a lovely ten weeks uh, down here uh, in lovely London. I've uh, I was expecting, if I'm honest, a summer in London. I have not mm-hmm. received that. We were all expecting a summer, weren't we, of some variety? Yeah. But, hmm. I also thought I was going to like catch up with all my like mates down here and see everybody, and that never happened either, really. Mm. Uh, you sort of make these plans, don't you? <laughs> you yeah. Make plans, and then you think, oh. When it comes to it, you're like, oh gosh. Between years, I think you get to a certain age where nothing is more exciting than cancelled plans. Oh, it's lovely that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, when somebody else cancels on you, the buzz I get. Yeah, because you've not got to be the one. Because no, it's, it's not your fault, Steve. Yeah. No, wait, somebody texts you. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to make it. Childcare issues. Not going to make it. The tube's not. Ah, don't you worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Don't smile. make him feel guilty. Oh, I'm just like, ah, oh, it's fine, mate. I was in town anyway. Oh, it's fine. Don't worry. Let's have a little sleep. Oh, it's a lovely feeling. Cancel mm. plans that are not your fault. Best of love both it. worlds. Love, love, love. Oh, <laughs> love it to bits um, but I do need to go and catch some we need to go and see Back to the Future musical together with Corey English I need to go and see yes. that yes I've seen it but I've watched it that, again because it's very good yeah yeah I'd watch yeah, that again I, fan- I, f- I fancy that I fancy that um, and uh, I've got to see Operation Mincemeat this weekend as well which I'm oh, yeah. speaking to one of the stars from that that is the uh, the hottest ticket in town Steve by all accounts is it? Um, yeah and I went to see did I tell you I went to see Crazy for You last week as well no no um, no with my daughter. Oh, that was brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. That I reckon that's the best show in London. Crazy for you. It's so good. The dancing is unbelievable. Like proper old school like um it's Charlie Stemp who's like he's like um Fred Astaire. Like he's amazing. And it's just it's funny. It's, it's Susan Stroman directed who did the original producers. Yeah. So uh, it's got that sort of, you know, it's got some really funny bits in it, but it's just a brilliant music. I took my daughter along, and um, oh, we had a good, we had a right old time. Right any flying time. cars? Any flying cars? There was no flying cars or time well, travel. I, well, I would say that Back to the Future is still I'm better out. than it. Then I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I, I, you know, we we all want different things yeah, out of a musical. <laughs> One point twenty one gigawatts. But, um, that's what I want. That's my rating. That's fair, <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I would, that would be on my top three recommendations of, of uh, shows in London. Crazy for you. In fact, I was thinking about taking my eight-year-old who loves Strictly Come Dancing because even though the dance is not necessarily Strictly, it's some, it's just brilliant. You know, when someone's doing something, you not not just can't do, but it's not even in your, like, you could, even you if can you can just sit back and admire it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So it's so. I like an expert, a professional, anything. Uh, you know, yeah. somebody's doing something. It's like even on a talking head. If somebody's on there, professor of something, I go, good. Yeah. Dedicated their life that's to that, I mean. and I'm listening to every word. An expert. That's exactly what they are. Experts. Yeah. It was. It was absolutely brilliant. So that's me. Uh, I wasn't planning to do a roundup of musicals, <laughs> things that we recommend. But there it is. But there you go. There it is. <laughs> Where real music matters. That last link when I was talking about um, musicals, I actually was planning to tell you about a story about a man who's addicted to smelling tuna and drinks the mm-hmm. juice straight out of yep. a can. That was my. That was what I went into the link 
thinking I was going to talk about, and then I started talking about the wonderful dancing on Crazy for You. Yeah, well, that's that's the um, show, isn't it? You know, it's organic. It moves. It's like it's like the tide. It just moves, moves. You know, whichever. Would way you believe it needs. that me and Steve uh, sort of make it up as we go along? Would you no. Would you believe that? Listen to this show. Would you think no, there's a no. there's a team behind us? Do you think people think this show is, um, you know, like they say, um, like, oh, they put so much work into it to make it sound like it's just made up effortless, on the spot. Yeah. Effortless. Do you think yeah. people think that it about it? sounds effortless. Yeah, it sounds effortless. Of course it is. <laughs> but Adem puts a bit of work in, our producer, to be fair. Yeah, he, he sent does, me this yeah. story. He said, he said, Jason, I think you're going to enjoy this story. Uh, this is uh, Tuna Tyler uh, from That's his Kansas. name. Well, that's what it says. It just uh, maybe that's his nickname. Tuna Tyler from Kansas has admitted to being addicted to smelling tuna and will drink the juice straight out of the can. What is wrong with this guy? What's wrong with you? Tyler says his addiction uh, will see him get through fifteen cans of fish a week. Um, there's actually I've got actually a clip of. Uh, Tuna Tyler talking. Do you want yeah. to hear? Oh yeah, I want to hear his voice. From, from I want to Tyler. hear if it's, I want to hear it, if it's briny or or um, oily. <laughs> so let's find out. I love smelling tuna every day, briny, all the time, all day, all night, any day, every day. <laughs> Not only do I like smelling tuna, but I also definitely like to drink a little bit of the juice right out of the can. Oh. What I love about tuna smell is definitely the, the fish light aroma with a little bit of sweetness. But what I love about the taste is the texture of it. I like it not too wet, but not too, too dry. Is that him oh sopping God, away in the background? While we were <laughs> is that him just what was sopping? No. Yeah, that was him I sopping mean, the tuna. I know, but I mean, the I thing is, he's very much in a minority. I mean, he loves, yeah, I love the smell. I don't think anybody else, the, the, I don't know no. if you're like me, but whenever I, you know when you make oh. anything that's got tuna in, you, you open the tin I mean, and then you squeeze it. it, you squeeze it a bit, don't you, to get the, squeeze, yeah. to, to, to dry it out a bit, get a bit out. of the water out, and then you have to wash yeah. your hands for about an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it just stays there. Oh. You can smell it on everything. Whereas that guy would be going, hmm, what's this? Just, nah. that that was one of the worst 30 seconds of radio I've ever heard in my life like, I'm glad that I'm glad it's radio though because if I could show. see him stopping away well, there Steve, oh, well. let me stop you there uh, from the TV program My Strange Addiction uh, Tyler you can see Tyler uh, sitting in a quiet coffee shop in a as a waiter serves him a hot beverage. The Kansas native admitted he loves to pair this addiction with fresh glass of OJ. Uh, I don't mind what? when the juice is... <laughs> with orange juice? Orange juice. Somehow that's worse. He says, I don't mind when the, when the juices run all down my chin. I like it all over myself because it makes me feel nice and dirty. In the middle of a coffee shop. Come on, we're Why leaving. Let's get out of here. There's a fella in the corner <laughs> drinking out of a can. <laughs> Stinks of fish. It's going everywhere. And then he's drinking orange juice on top of it. The monster. <laughs> Got a little clip of his mum as well, actually, telling us uh, oh, about okay. when he started his look. addiction. Let's see if, yeah, go on. Let's see if I'm here. Because it's her fault, let's be honest. When yeah, he was little, and most kids during Easter wanted chocolate in their baskets and things like that, he didn't eat the chocolate. So we put tuna, cans of sardines, because oh. he liked that but I didn't think it would 
turn into, you know, to where he was smelling it and keeping it and being addicted to tuna. Some kids would well, get candy canes. I would get cans of tuna. That'd just be like a little luxury morsel just to put in the bottom of the stocking. <laughs> luxury morsel. <laughs> it's, um, Do you know what, it's, though? It's, it's tuna Dave's birthday next week. What's your game? Just get some tuna. Get some John West. Couple of tins of John West. He'll be all right. Loves it. Always, always American, though, aren't they? Oh, yeah, no, so it, like, not, like, not literally every time. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean. If they went to no Tyler, I mean, he's from, he's from Kansas. I mean, yeah. he just knows straight away. I don't even need to know that he was from Kansas. I knew he was American just from the yeah. description. Well, there you go. Tyler. Uh, oh, there you go. That was, yeah. was, was, I mean, that was the first time we've actually, in a long time, done a bit of prep on something, and that's what happened, mm. so... What do you want? Do you want us to just crack on, making up as we go along? Or do, yeah, or do you want to listen to while, you're, while you're preparing your breakfast on a Sunday? Do you want to listen to a fella slurping a can of spring <laughs> brine, whatever? Oh, brine? Nah. <laughs> uh, eat brine. Oh, it's best of luck brine. to you, Tuna Tyler. Matters. Good morning, Jason Manford, Steve Edge and Absolute Radio. I can't stop thinking about Tuna Tyler. I just and don't understand how I they've mean, gone for gone from he, he doesn't like chocolate. He, he didn't seem to like no, chocolate. They've gone, what are we gonna do? And they've opened the cupboard and gone, What's in the cupboard? What's in the cupboard? They've gone Tin of anchovies and some tuna. Just put that in his little bonnet, his basket there. Let him eat that. Put tin opener in there as well. Where have you gone from that to that? I don't Do you think he did like a weird um you did like an like an Easter egg hunt, but it was just cans of John West all around his garden. Yeah, diff- well, yeah, like the the brine one, the spring water one. Um, maybe like he said he'd add sardines as well. Which see, I like a sardine, but it's a faff in it because don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. but you've got to get the bones out of a sardine. You know what I mean? With mackerel, you oh, don't. Oh, that's true. It's just it's already been done mainly. I thought you could but, eat it. I thought it was just soft enough that you could just oh, eat it. Yeah, but you, that's that's you you're gonna end up choking on that. He won't. Because he only yeah, drinks the juice. I've got a top ten weird food addictions, Steve. Oh, okay. Great. Wanna, okay. Shall I rattle through I think these? we agree with any of these. Okay. <laughs> we won't. Well, I know straight away we won't. Um, uh, Pakrapa Honagundi um, mm-hmm. is addicted to eating mud, rocks and bricks. Okay. That sounds like he's deficient in something. You know what I mean? Yeah, that sounds like, like when a pregnant woman eats lion. I don't mean mentally. I mean, like, I mean like lion. No, no, I know what you mean. I'm sure like a friend of my mum's at, li- at Lino when she was pregnant. You know the floor? Yeah, the I don't know that, yeah, I don't know how that works. I can sit coal is, you know, it's got stuff in it. That's a thing, yeah, isn't it? Iron and but, but I don't know, yeah. Lino, that sounds a bit mad. There's nothing in there that your body needs. <laughs> There's no goodness in Lino. I need plastic. I need some plastic. <laughs> my body's craving plastic. Um, Nicole from New York, uh, addicted to uh, eating deodorant. I mean, she's actually spraying it into her mouth. Is that good? That can't be right. Because have you ever accidentally got a bit of deodorant near your mouth? It's like it dries, it takes all the the moisture. No, but imagine having breath that smells like Lynx Africa. That would be a beautiful thing, wouldn't it? People would love that. Uh, Andrea from uh, Georgia, also in America, uh, addicted to uh, eating tapes. What cassettes? Um, like just tapes. Just as tape. Yeah, just as no, like sellotape. I think she means. Oh, that'd okay. be weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
we, we've got Alison here uh, again from Georgia in America. They're all American. So, it's a lot of Georgia. That's this the Southern states that we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. A weird accent. I know. Not even got a sexy accent. Nineteen-year-old uh, Alison. Uh, uh, she eats uh, rubber shavings of tyres. She loves the rubber. I guess uh, like chewing gum. It's not. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Natasha from California. She's forty. She's addicted to eating clay masks. You know, with that, that that sort of mask you put on your face of an evening. Oh, like a yeah, like a sort of facial mask, that yeah. sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's uh, weird. Uh, Josh here um, eats two hundred and fifty light bulbs a year. No, that's not a bright idea. That's not. You know. that's, hey, did you mean that? <laughs> yeah, joke, but it's it? not. Why would you have you gone two hundred fifty a year? So it's more yeah, like yeah. every two days. Yeah, like yeah, here he is every couple of days here with his maths. <laughs> yeah, it's like every couple of days he's gone. I don't feel. Yeah. I don't feel right. I don't. I know what it is. I didn't have my light bulb yesterday. Right, I'm gonna have, another, I'm gonna have two today. <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, Imagine him with a packed lunch, just sat next to him in a park with packed lunch, and he gets up and he's got he's got nut sandwiches, he's got a bag of crisps, and he's just got a sixty watt light bulb on the end. What oh, stuff! <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your day. <laughs> As he's crunching through it like he's normal. Oh, this? Yeah, I do it all the time. Oh no! Uh, Detroit woman Nicole, she's addicted to drywall. She loves eating drywall mm, around her house. Can't be good. Like gypsum plaster can't be. That can't be good That's for you. That's not good, is it? Twenty-two-year-old, uh, twenty-three-year-old Robert is addicted to plastic bags. He's he's consumed over sixty thousand plastic bags. Well, that's in a way. Is that good? Mm. He's is doing it, a good thing. Good stopping the environment. The, we're stopping the turtles eating a minute or whatever else is eating it. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Crystal here. She uh, has. It come out ready bagged as well. When he went to the toilet, it'd be like a poo bag. It'd already be bagged up with a little knot knot in it. If he swallowed it right. (laughs) Uh, This is all from this TLC show, My Strange Addiction. Uh, Crystal uh, eating household cleaner. She likes to eat that. That can't be right. I'm supposed to get. Not not almost. The the tuna guy sounds normal now. (laughs) Because at least he's eating food stuff. Everyone else is eating glass and yeah. plaster and rubber. <laughs> stuff that's going to kill you. Cleaner. Do you, think when the, do you think if they do like a little reunion of all the people who've been on My Strange Addiction, they all look at the tuna guy like, you shouldn't even be here, mate. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing like, here, mate? That's just, what are you doing you just, here? That's you just, just eat, food. You just eating fish. <laughs> food? I'm eating glass over here in toilet paper, you weirdo. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't think he's weird as a glass dude, so he'll just be like, "No, give him his go." And then he'd just been munching, on, munching on a energy-saving light bulb. These are nice; they're vegan. <laughs> or he finishes his tuna, and then there's a bloke next to him going, "Can I have that can?" Uh, now, earlier this year, I was I was sort of working in London and stuff, and I started a lot of people started to talk about this show, Operation Mincemeat, this new musical, and I sort of knew about the original story. I know Steve, you've, you've read up on it, haven't you? The, I've read the, the original, book a while ago. Yeah, yeah, the original the book. book on it. And you, I mean, you're you're still surprised that there's a comedy musical about it, but yeah, I mean, from reading the book, there's not a lot of laughs in it, but I mean, you know, no. it's a different adaptation, isn't it? Well, out of nowhere, these uh, five-star reviews uh, started sprouting up. 
uh, and you saw lots of people, Matt Lucas and lots of comics will go and see the show. 65 five-star reviews, four extensions wow. they've had, as well as uh, numerous awards under their belt so far. Uh, Operation Mincemeat has extended its run now till the 24th of February, because I was worried at one point I wasn't going to get to see it, um, and I've now got to see it this week, so I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, and one of the stars, uh, Jack Malone, is uh, with us uh, this morning to chat about it. Good morning, Jack. Good morning. Morning, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very well, very well. So when you first started getting involved in this show, did you know about the story uh, of Operation Mincemeat beforehand? No, I didn't have a clue. Um, I didn't know what it was about at all. Um, I heard the title and I thought it was about food. I thought it was going to be about meat. Um, <laughs> yes. And I, th- I, th- I thought, what, what on earth is this? And I, I researched the operation. I listened to a podcast about it. Um, and I was completely fascinated. I was like, what an insane mad risky thing to do and i can't believe they pulled it yeah. off and i can't believe i hadn't heard about it until then yeah i mean steve's got a bit of a uh, interest in that sort of thing but just to give us a, a very brief recap of what operation mincemeat is or was sure so um in 1943 we were uh, pretty much losing the war and we needed to take back control of mainland europe and we decided to do this um by invading sicily but Hitler had mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of men in Sicily and we needed to get him to move those men. So the way that we did that is Churchill set up a group of his corkscrew thinkers um, and they came up with an operation where they dressed up a corpse um, as a British officer, washed him up in Spain uh, where German spies would find him. He had paperwork on his person that said uh, we were going to invade Sardinia and Hitler believed it and moved his men and we walked into Sicily. Wow. That's amazing. Well, I mean, yeah. it's an amazing story. I mean, you're now. I can't wait to see it because I'm. I'm. I'm amazed at how they managed to get a comedy musical out of this crazy story. Is it? Does it work? Yeah, it's it's very strange because obviously the film came out and that was quite somber in tone, and we we mm. we're all in agreement that we're just like we we don't know how they saw it any other way. It, it's like, it's this <laughs> it's this it's this bunch of madcap geniuses flying by the seats of their pants um they and 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 they had so much fun they were able to you know they they had to create an entire fake person and that meant um he needed receipts in his wallet so naturally they went on about 30 bar crawls um he needed underwear (laughs) so one of them was wearing his underwear in they needed to get the body uh, to scotland to get it into a submarine and they needed to do that fast so they hired a a retired race car driver It, it was just it was this weird uh, wow. s- deception, subterfuge operation full of real spies doing real um, minute and quite silly work. So, uh, we, yeah, we think it, it works Brilliant. as a comedy because it is unbelievable. Well, the reviews it's getting speak for itself. I mean, I don't think I, in my lifetime, I think, I've not seen uh, that many five-star reviews, that many glowing references uh, to, uh, to such a new show. Uh, a lot of things in London are, you know, old shows coming back or, you know, musicals of uh, movies and stuff like that. So to actually do something like this, which is sort of fresh and brand new, must be exciting to be part of. Yeah, it's it's really wonderful. Um, it's re- it's really big and huge, and I keep taking um, screenshots of things, or or I keep taking pictures and videos to remind myself that I was there and that I did all this really really fun, yeah. incredible stuff. Um, it's it, it's been a joy. We've been working on the show since 2019. That's when I joined um, the production, 
And it, it, we've had all of that time on and off doing runs in, in other venues. We've done New Diorama, we've done Southwark Playhouse, we've done Riverside Studios. Um, just honing the show, working on it, tweaking mm. it. So we've arrived at the West End and what people are actually seeing is is the result of years and years and years worth of, of minute, uh, uh, picky work. Um, and yeah, I think that's why it's it. done so well. Yeah, I think, I think no, you know... It, it's very rare to to be able to work on a project like this that is so fine-tuned and I think that's why we've had the response that we've had yeah I think that's that seems to be what people are saying well look it's it I really can't wait to uh, to come along and and see the show Uh, as I said it's been extended to the 24th of February uh, which is uh, again unprecedented if anything what happens with shows usually um, is they they have their run uh, (laughs) cut short Uh, yours is being extended again and again and again which is uh, my poor knees is the is the only problem is oh really it's, 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 it's so lot, lovely yeah. so lovely to be extended but uh i am i am knackered and when you see the show you'll yeah, see we, we sure. all we all play like we all play sort of 100 characters each um it's very very oh, very wow. fast paced so every time we get an extension i celebrate but i can't tell my knees they're not allowed to hear <laughs> Well, look, I can't wait to see it, Jack, uh, this weekend. I'll let everybody know uh, how much uh, I enjoyed it next on next week's show. It's been extended to the 24th of February. Uh, you can get tickets from their official box office, operationmincemeat.com, um, and, uh, and go and see it and, and see what all these uh, five-star reviews uh, are talking about. Jack, thanks very much. Good luck. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Bye, mate. Jason. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. I had a lovely day out in London, Steve. Yeah. Uh, went on the. Um, yeah, because someone, uh, Ron, who is one of the uh, wardrobe people at uh, Wizard of Oz, he said to me, um, I said, Oh, it's hard, isn't it? Sometimes London, everything's that expensive. And so he said, You know what we do sometimes? We just get on the old Thames Clipper, which is like the Uber mm. boat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Down I've seen the Thames. That, yeah. And you can just get on it and, and, and sort of. Uh, get on and off as you, as, as you wish sort of thing so um, that's what we did we just got on at Embankment and um, went down a little bit and got off at Shakespeare's Globe and then we went down to Greenwich nice down that way and then um, it was quite funny because we went on the uh, the Cutty Sark oh yeah so that's uh, Greenwich that's is, the old uh, yeah, boat there yeah, isn't it? yeah 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 so we went on that it's obviously it's massive you know 500 year old boat or whatever I should probably know that because I've, I've probably yeah. read about you it you were there on it. Yeah. I was there and uh, went on this boat which um, I do know that uh, in its time uh, bringing tea from China uh, and various uh, things that it did over the years it did enough uh, nautical miles that it could have got to the moon and back two and a half times well would have been tricky though there's not it's a lot of a lot, a lot of moon here between here and <laughs> not here a lot and of air, not a lot of air lot for of those sails. No, yeah, quite. Yeah. But you've never seen a more disappointed five-year-old when we oh, get was on, he not, when not, we turn up. Yeah. Well, because you turn up, you see this massive ship, and what do you think when you see a ship like that? Well, I mean, you and think you're, you're going to be able to go on it, but they probably won't let you, will they? Do they let you go well, on no, it? Well, no, you can go on it. You can go you on can it. Go you can win it. it. But when you, yeah. you think pirates, don't you? You don't think yeah. tea. No, no, you don't and want so tea to hear now. We get on this boat, <laughs> we get on this ship, and Matt, he's looking for cannons. He's lo- where's he's the, looking where's for... the booty and the, and the grog? <laughs> he's, yeah, he's looking for the, the captain's deck with the treasure trove. And then we walk into this thing, it's just loads of boxes of tea. 
you like it's packed full of Americans, Japanese tourists. Everybody's packed there. Everyone's taking pictures of things out of nowhere. My son, five years, he went tea. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. He's got a point. <laughs> like, he has got voice. a point. Even the name of the ship sounds. Well, I've seen some stuff, don't you? The Cutty Sark. Yeah. Cutty Sark, yeah. It's cutty in it. Yeah. I went on the Cutty Sark. Anybody I want a blue? Yeah, it's just that, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been restored beautifully and all that, but I should have done Golden yeah. Hind, I reckon. That's probably got more stories, hasn't it? Yeah. Old Francis yeah. Drake and that. Should have took him there, really, but. But it was fun, and um, the uh, Maritime Museum, I've got a kid's bit there, a hoy uh, children's thing there. That was good fun to do as well. Uh, and Greenwich Market, award-winning market. Mm. Yeah. Bought some stuff we didn't need. Ate some yeah, food that we didn't want. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then got the clipper home. But it was a lovely day out. I, I, re- I recommend it for all. Hit me with your best fact. Fire away. Yes, another incredibly long jingle. <laughs> uh, now, if you want to play Hit Me With Your Best Fact, all you've got to do is send us your best fact to jason at absoluteradio.co.uk and if you can wow us with your amazing facts, a Jason Manford Show mug, of which there are not many. Very left. rare. There must be like four left or something. Three? I don't know, something I'd like say that. So. I'd say so. Yeah, something like that. Um, they cannot be used hot beverages or put in the dishwasher. Uh, they... Um, they can be winging its way to you. So uh, here we go. Lee Ritchie says, Robert Clive of Clive of India fame. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Clive of India fame no, is. No, I don't. I just said, hmm, but I don't, don't really know. <laughs> yeah, I thought, because you read much more than me. I thought, oh, well, Steve will know who Clive of India is. I haven't I've heard the name. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but maybe this is a trick. Maybe Lee's tricking us into thinking, yeah. I don't want to sound stupid on the radio. I should know who Clive of India is. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Google it. And then once we've Googled it, he's got to win the mug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's his trick. <laughs> Clever. Clive of India. Is that famous? Mm. <laughs> Dev, no, have you heard no. of Clive of India? I know you've checked BBC Bite Size. But... Oh, I checked the facts, but I would have assumed you would have. No, I haven't. Yeah, never heard of him. Uh, you've not okay. heard of him. Let me check. Let me Former check. governor of the presidency of Fort William. Okay, Clive of India. Have you, have, you ever, have you ever heard of Clive of India? No. No. Oh, no, okay, well, there you go. Right, well, she's dead, brother, so I don't know what he's talking about. Um, anyway, Robert Clive of Clive of India fame, who died about 1745, obviously everybody yes. knows that, um, had a pet tortoise in India, which died in 2006. Oh, that's good. Oh, when that's did he good. die? When did he die? 17th. He died in 1745 and his pet tortoise lasted till 2006. Oh, I bet he had some stories, that tortoise. Oh, I bet oh. he did. <laughs> wow, look at that. That's good. That's like the... I told you that story, didn't I, when, my mom, when I got a tortoise. And, you have to put uh, it in your will, don't you, or something? Yeah, that's what I said to my mum. I was like, I've got a tortoise. And she went, oh, really? She went, they live a long time. I said, that's right. I said, um, you've, got, you've got to put it in your will. And my mum went, well, what are you going to leave him? That's, that was her first thought. <laughs> like, I was going to leave him the guitar. Uh, guitar, <laughs> lettuce heads. Um, Just whatever's in the bottom of the sheets. fridge that no one's at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can have the house. Just love that idea. You can have the run of the house. Yeah. <laughs> 
I just love the th- like for a brief moment in my mum's brain there was a solicitor's office with my she was sat in a chair wife yeah and then just there's the tortoise in the corner on a, on on a, his a little hands together on a vel- red velvet like cushion just bumping him up a bit so his head's yeah. above the, the desk so he can see the solicitor <laughs> yeah slowly think, eating something slowly eating. i put the years in here i put the yeah. years in <laughs> should yeah. be getting never bit him once man <laughs> And you, Flash, the tortoise, you will receive <laughs> at the bottom drawer of the fridge. Yes, uh, and Rachel the Peloton Lawson. racing bicycle, home exercise bike. <laughs> what am I going to do with a Peloton? <laughs> Feet don't even reach the pedals. Katie Davies says, uh, you can't go to the Antarctica with an appendix or wisdom teeth. Oh, is it like a pressure thing or something? Like, does that, is it pressurised and it'll pop that or hurt that? Is that what it is? I bet bet there's a pregnancy thing as well, isn't there? If you're a certain level of pregnant. Appendix, but everyone's got an appendix until you get one. Does get it? Does it? Don't mean appendix trouble. Yeah, you can't. You can't go unless you've got an appendix. Well, they check at customs. Got an appendix? Yeah, turn round, keep walking. <laughs> Off you go. It, You're not welcome here, you appendix freak. Yeah, is it just like a racist thing? But yeah, maybe. Appendixes. It was in the, the guidebook we gave you. I didn't read all the guidebook. Yeah. It was at the back, mate, in the appendix. Appendix A. No appendix allowed. Get out. <laughs> Oh, I thought you'd be clever with your wisdom teeth, you freak. Yeah, but no, Get you're an idiot. <laughs> well, that's a good idea. Wow, isn't it? wow! It's okay. a random thing to be um, to to yeah to not not be allowed to do. I wonder why then. Imagine getting it all the way there something. and finding that out, though. We need to know this before we start travelling, don't we? It's a long old way. Yeah, yeah I guess it is. Okay. is. It can't be that. It can't be just, it can't be a different... So that means Michael Palin's got no appendix or wisdom teeth. Because he's been everywhere. (laughs) He went pole to pole. Yeah. That is weird. Mm. Unless it's just, they just don't want you there in case something happens to your appendix or... um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because okay. there's no like there's no hospital, is it? No doctor. No, it's just got, is it penguins up there or is that the other side? I don't know. I can't remember. Can't, penguin the appendix with, penguin with a scalpel going. Appendix. Look, I can do I can do break <laughs> broken legs and stuff, but I can't do teeth and appendix, right? <laughs> so just turn them back. It's out of my skill. It's out of my skill set. Can't do it. Rachel Lawson has sent us this one. Despite most images of Phileas Fogg featuring a hot air balloon, he never uses this mode of transport in the book. He travels by steam train, boat, and even an elephant, but never in a hot air balloon. As with so many things, the hot air balloon was added by Hollywood in the film versions featuring David Niven and has remained associated with the character ever since, even featuring on the eponymous... Eponymous? Crisps. Um, There you go. He never actually used it. He never actually used it. So that's just from a book, isn't it? That's not like he's not like a real person, Phileas Fogg. No, I don't. Was he not? He didn't really go around the world. (laughs) I I don't don't know. know. (laughs) We don't even know who Clive of India is. You think? No. (laughs) I feel like it was. No, I don't think he's a real person. No, I think I know a bit of the story. Wasn't it a bet? (laughs) If somebody said you'll never get round with that amount of money, I don't know. Maybe I'm. This is a dream I had last night. Maybe I'm just getting the two mixed up. (laughs) I don't know. Are you getting mixed up with Race Across the World on BBC? Ah, uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. That's the one I was thinking <laughs> of. Yeah, it's easy done. It's easy done. Um, all right, let's see what else we've got. We've got uh, Liam Riley, who says, there is only one 
number that's spelt in alphabetical order? Ooh. Well, this, I mean, we could, we could probably work this out. Yeah. Well, it's not one. It's not two. It's not two. It's not, it's not three. three. Not or is it four? Four? No, it's not four. No, because no, it's R. Oh, yeah. Five, it's not five. It's great radio, isn't it? It's not six. <laughs> it's great radio. Just two people. <laughs> great radio. It's not seven. Oh, it's going to be 112 or is something. Is it eight? It? No, it's eight. No. E I G H T. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. D E F G H I J. There you go. Worked yeah, there you go. Eight. Saved ourselves a book there, Not 147. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nathaniel Nichols says uh, a honeybee has the same amount of hairs as a squirrel. Oh, that's good. That is that's good. It's a good fact. Yeah. I presume it's they're smaller. Hair. Otherwise, that would weigh him down, wouldn't it, when he's flying? Yeah. I mean, it's a, isn't it like a thing that no one knows how they can fly? Isn't it a thing? Scientists go, no, no idea. Absolutely oh, yeah. no idea where you <laughs> yeah, can fly. Like scientifically. Nope, not, I've got no clue, mate. Yeah, but you've got to look at it properly. I've looked at it, mate. I've not a clue. I don't know how that's happening. <laughs> no one can work it out. <laughs> no one can work that out. It's yeah, he's worked everything else out. He's, he's getting the pollen there, and he's taking that, and he's turning that into honey for the queen. She's in how does charge. he fly? Uh, how hey? does he fly? Oh, I, I how does no he fly? Idea. I don't know. I've just, I was well, just you're like a, saying to you're him You're a honeybee expert. No, I know I am, but I was saying to him earlier, and I was watching him fly, and I was like, how's the, how's, I don't know what that is. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> how's mad. he doing that? We took the wings off one. And he was still flying. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it's weird. It's just magic. I don't understand it. I really don't understand no it. No idea. Baffling. No idea. I think it's like a drone. It's remote control or something. I don't know. I don't know. Wind, something comes in from the centre. I don't know. No, it's not a clue, mate. Imagine not the scientist clue. just went, wind. <laughs> it fly? wind. I've got it. I've got it. Wind. What? Blows in between, the, he, he flows in the air and he lands on another plant, gets the pollen, another gust of wind blows Time. him back to the queen. Time. <laughs> That's how he flies. Time. Anna Graves says, broccoli, the vegetable. Thank you mm. for that, Anna. Thanks. Thanks yeah, for we knew what it was. What you're talking about. I know what broccoli is. Not right thick of. We might not know who, we might not know who climb of India is. But could have been cubby broccoli. broccoli we, could, we could have been, you could have been anything. <laughs> could have been, yeah. <laughs> broccoli, broccoli, the film producer. <laughs> <laughs> broccoli. Uh, the vegetable was named after the James Bond broccoli family, oh, and not the other I way around. No, I have heard this before. Yeah, I think that is. That can't I heard be that. true. No, I think it is. I have heard that before. I they think. Name, why? They, they must have discovered after it. A person. What are we going to call that broccoli? No, we found it. That's ours. Broccoli. No. Mm, so what, well. so there's no broccoli before. Because how, how old could be broccoli? Could only be. What mid mid to late eighteen hundreds? He was born probably. I don't know how old he was, but let's say he was born in eighteen ninety. Yeah, yeah. So what we're saying, broccoli was invented in like nineteen ten or something. Yeah, so there was no broccoli before. Well, maybe somebody. Yeah, but no, they're probably. It's just like you know, samphire. It was there, but no one was eating it. They were like, "What's that?" I've done it. That it's weird. And then people started eating it. I don't know. That's mad. I'm interested. It's piqued my interest. But I've I've heard there's a link before. It has piqued my interest. I don't don't know how old Cubby Broccoli is, but surely it's got to be early 1900s, late 1800s, early 1900s. So there was no Mm. broccoli before that. Maybe it was there, but we didn't eat it. We didn't farm it. I don't know. 
Mm, that is making me think. I do want to Google that, so that's good. Uh, Rebecca Chamberlain says the digestive biscuit was first developed in 1839 by two Scottish doctors to aid digestion. Oh, hence the name. Digestive is derived from the belief that they had uh, antacid properties around the time the biscuit was first introduced due to the use of sodium bicarbonate as an ingredient. So we have been eating biscuits that help us to, uh, to poo without knowing. That's good, isn't it? So I suppose that, all the sugar's not helping, though, is it? I don't know. I think all the sugar, you throw all the sugar in. I mean, because wasn't Vimto was like, Vim Tonic was like Vim and Tonic. Wasn't that a health drink originally? It? it doesn't feel like it is Well, now, I can believe it? that, Steve. Well, I don't well know. no, you're I, from I, Manchester, I, aren't you? Yeah. I get in of an evening and I have a Vimto. I have a Vimto yeah. every night. Mm, okay. Before and I go to bed. That's kept you fit and live and healthy. <laughs> It's not. It's not what I'm blaming for my um, no. my fatigue and uh, maybe that's your shoulder. When you had that shoulder thing, that was yeah, the Vimto. Maybe that bit of shoulder, bit of shoulder. Uh, Carlos says Gail Platt, played by Helen Worth, aged seventy-two. Audrey Roberts, Gail's mum, is played by Sue Nichols, who's only seventy-nine. It's only seven years between them. Mm, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they are yeah. from Salford. Yeah. Do you know what I mean you got you got to bear that in mind? I think I mean, Sue Nichols from is from he's from the Midlands, from the West Midlands somewhere. Oh, is she? Is, uh, but the characters, yeah. I mean, the characters. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, so, yeah, but it's, you know. that's why you're different aging levels. I don't know. As I, mm. well, maybe, yeah, there is that, yeah. As I always used to say, like my mum, like I was born when my mum was 17, but obviously in Salford, that's actually classed as a late starter. A late starter, so, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Giselle says, uh, in the film Poltergeist... Real skeletons were used because they were cheaper. Oh, no. How's a real skeleton more like cheaper than a... a they just have to that's, buy the plastic. Well, they just went... Well, they were filming on, you know, an Indian burial ground, so they were all there. Oh, I see, yeah, yeah you may as well just use them while they're there. Just went and yeah. use these, maybe. and then they all went wrong, and then the film producer rang up and said, you never told me I was filming on an Indian burial ground. And they went, you did? <laughs> just told you about four times. <laughs> It's actually in the script. It's in the this script, mate. clean. Yeah. Seth told Val you. Val Patterson. That was a terrifying... I think that was the first horror film that I saw as a child, because you're not really supposed to watch them, are you? But no. a babysitter I had at the time. It, it, it was on telly a lot, I remember as well, when you were probably growing right. up. It was one of them ones that nah, used to make it on telly it quite a lot, yeah. Anyway, you can watch this if you want. I was about nine, Steve. Oh. Can you imagine how absolutely terrifying that film was? There, here, all that. Oh my god, mm. horrible, horrible. Triggered. Um, I know it's absolutely triggered, but they don't seem to have that. My daughters are fourteen, and they have like horror film nights and seem to enjoy it. Yeah, I don't know. It's not for me. But they, a lot of these horror films are fifteen certificates now, so I don't know. I've never been a horror fan. What about you? Do you like a horror film? I don't mind a horror film. My, my wife's not a yeah. horror fan in any way, shape, or form. So I've I've not seen one for no. about fifteen years because you know you can't, can you? She's just no, no. What's happening? What's happening? He's walking down a corridor. What's happening now? What's happening? He's looking through a door. What's happening? He's in a kitchen. Nothing's happening. The musical change. I'll tell you when something happens. <laughs> You'll hear. Just walking. This is the suspense setting funny. up bit, and you ruin it by chatting. I get scared by the by the trailers. There was one trailer recently with I don't know. if... It was like nuns or something, scary nuns. Mm-hmm. Nuns on the run. Oh. Probably Coltrane, Eric Idle. Was it that one? <laughs> that's it not was, scary, though. They were all singing in a choir and Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, that's Sister Act. No. You're thinking of Sister Act. Yeah. No, it was just, it might have been called The Nun 
or something. Yeah. I just saw a trailer come up on, you know, on YouTube where you've got to watch the trailer before the video you want to watch. Yeah. And it was a trailer for this. Oh my, it was absolutely terrifying. I didn't even want to no watch face the or cat playing the no, piano no after face. that. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, the cat with the, the flower on his head's the best one, clearly. It, yeah, it really spoilt it after being terrified by a ghostly nun. Mm, I'll look out for that. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Um, are we going to pick a winner here, Steve? Shall I have a rattle yeah, through? Have a little rattle got? through, yeah. Uh, Lee told us about, uh, you know, the famous Clive of India guy. Um, oh, Clive of India, had, yeah. Uh, you know, Clive. Uh, he was he died in 1745, but his pet tortoise didn't die till 2006. Phileas Fogg never used a hot air balloon, according to Rachel. Mm. Uh, Katie Davis says you can go to the Antarctica, but not if you've got an appendix or wisdom teeth. There is only one number that's spelt in alphabetical order, according to Liam Riley. A honeybee has the same amount of hairs as a squirrel, according to Nathaniel. Anna told us that broccoli the vegetable, was named after the James Bond broccoli family and not the other way around. Uh, Rebecca Chamberlain told us about the digestive biscuits uh, being uh, good for you, essentially, to aid the digestion back in 1839. And Carlos told us uh, that Helen Worth and Sue Nichols, who play mother and daughter in Coronation Street, is only seven years between them. And Giselle Eaton told us that real skeletons were used in the mm. film Poltergeist because they were cheaper. What do you think, Steve? Is there a fact? Well, do you know what? I got distracted in the middle of that because you said there's only one number in alphabetical order, and it was eight, mm. yeah? Eight? Yeah. Is alphabetical order, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right there, Steve. So there's not only one number. Yeah, right. 80. Mm. There you go. So Yeah. <laughs> got distracted in the say middle. Say that. <laughs> I didn't want to say it out loud in case you went, what? <laughs> but, so why, innit? I mean, that's right at the end. No, no, you're quite right. You're quite right. So Liam, so, Liam Riley's east, fact has been We're thrown out of the competition for yeah. saying one number. Um, what are you um, thinking? I don't know. There's nothing. Well, do you know what? I was thinking about the broccoli one. Mm. Um, you want to know more, don't uh, you? I want to know more, and so I quite yeah. like that one for uh, for those reasons. Uh, Anna Graves told us that broccoli, the vegetable, was named after the James Bond family, and not the other way round. Um, I was, I thought she literally meant it was named after Cubby Broccoli, who, was, who I've now found out was born in. 1909, so right. that would be yeah. mad. Um, broccoli was man-made, essentially. It was resulted from breeding. Um, oh, like a labradoodle, but so with vegetables. Yeah, essentially, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was grown in the Roman Empire and uh, was most likely improved via artificial selection in the southern Italian peninsula or in Sicily, which you imagine Italian uh, producer broccoli families were from. But it has been around yeah. since the 6th century. Okay, um, so he's gone, what's this? And they've gone, oh, that's the thing. We've, it's been around since the 6th century. Name it after me. And they've gone, whoa, no, it's been well, around. I invented it. <laughs> but, then I go- then, but then I Googled it because I wanted to, you know, because that, that's the point, isn't it, of this bit? Mm, yeah, the good. show. Um, did the James Bond broccoli family invent broccoli? Mm. Um, and there was a bit of research done in Florence by Broccoli's wife, Dana. Um, and she said that, yeah, um, she basically said that, uh, that, that that was their claim to fame, essentially, that they did it. But then I went on uh, another website. Well, that and all them James Bond films. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, and that that's pretty that's pretty famous. Yeah. What's your claim to fame? Uh we invented broccoli. <laughs> what else do you do? Oh, we did all the James Bond films as well. We did. <laughs> um, but it says here on medievalcookery.com, um, oh, yeah. the popular belief that broccoli was developed in the 18th century by an Italian family of the surname Broccoli, of whom Albert Broccoli, co-producer oh, of okay. James Bond films, is a descendant, right. has little or no readily available oh, evidence to support okay. it. So okay. I'm afraid, Anna Graves, the, the, the mug has been pulled away from you in yeah. the last moment there. The handle's probably come off. Um, if you move it fast, the handle comes yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm going to go, I think, Steve, I'm going to go with Katie Davies. Was can't biscuit? go to the Antarctica with an appendix or a wisdom oh, teeth. <laughs> okay, yeah. Do you not think so? I think that's a good I one. Yeah, I don't know. I want to know. I want to know why, but yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I've, well, I've, just, I've just Googled that Maybe as well. Maybe Googled it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, on. yeah, I've, I've already on, what done it. What is it? Um, what is it? And it is literally, um, if you want to go to, to the Antarctic, you have to have your appendix and wisdom teeth removed before you go. Really? Um, to lessen, yeah, to lessen the risk of medical aid, on the, uh, because obviously there's nothing oh, okay. you can do um, on the continent. So there you go. That's actual, that is an actual fact that has mm. been confirmed. Um, also, did you know that in 2013, uh, rock band Metallica played a gig inside a small dome uh, in they the Antarctica? With no teeth. Antarctica. 120. Oh, so they're the only band who's played all seven continents. They must be the only band with no wisdom teeth and no appendix as well. <laughs> or appendix, yeah. The guitarist had to have it removed, yeah. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Thanks for joining us this morning here on Absolute Radio. Steve, what have you got planned for the rest of the week? I am I'm filming. As we as this goes filming. out, I'll be filming. Filming, filming, filming. Madame yeah. Blanc. Yeah, series toi. There you go. Uh, well, that's what's happening. And uh, you can catch up on the previous series on My5. I don't think you can. Some like, people have complained about this. I think, they've, I think they've taken it off and they're going to put it back on later in the year. I don't know what's gone on. Oh, I, okay. I, I, you know, I'm not in charge. I'm, I'm, I'm not across all that. That's not me. Just find it. It'll be online somewhere, won't it? Just find yeah, it. Never watch. Dodgy somewhere. I reckon. Just yeah, just use a dodgy dongle. Uh, and I have. I'm in the last week of Wizard of Oz, uh, which is nearly sold out. But um, if you get a chance to come and see it, I'd love to see you there. Um, other than that, we will see you same time next week here on Absolute Radio.